Hi, Brad. How are you, Benny? I'm so well, but I'm really a lot better now that I hear your voice. My sultry voice. Mm. My sultry Wednesday evening voice. Stop it. I just went from (laughs) six to midnight. (laughs) (laughs) Brad, I got asked in a podcast the other day. It kind of made me uncomfortable because I didn't really know how to answer. But it was like one of those like, what's a skill that like every man should know by like a certain age? And was there a specific age? Yeah, maybe like an adult, like 18 or something. Okay. The only thing that could pop in my mind was like, I don't know, change a tire, change a flat tire. Because it seems like a useful skill. Not cunnilingus? Wow. No, see, that's exactly where I thought he was going to like want me to go. Was like, yeah, by the time you're 18, you really need to know how to like, it's your bad, bad. Yeah, I wish I'd known how to. I hate these like man, like those manly questions like that, you know? Like, I don't know. It's pretty silly. It bothers me. I'm like, I don't fucking know, man. Like, like, why am I the barometer for what, for what a young man should be doing? I'm an old man. But it is. You need I should to, not be the barometer for anything young yeah, people are you, doing anymore. You know? It's a great opportunity to come up with a clever answer, like uh, yeah. how to talk yourself out of a fight. How about that? Oh, yeah, that's pretty important. Yeah. That's actually come in handy for me quite a few times in yeah. my life. I'm that's good at talking skill. my way out of fights, but it helps when you're like six foot four and yes. 20 pounds. Yes, talking it's much, much easier. <laughs> <laughs> your skill set doesn't yeah. have to be quite the same as yeah. for me. Yeah, all I got to do is get this paw on someone. They just got to feel it. And they're like, oh, Jesus, that's a big hand. I don't like that. So I read something funny today, Brad. Okay. Did you know, you know how, you know, when America's in, in trouble, we always come up with like, oh, the U.S. is digging into our, you know, fuel reserves to help like, you know, blah, blah, blah out. So you can pay, you know, 230 a gallon instead of 238 or whatever. Right. And I found out that uh, Canada, our friendly neighbors to the north, as usual, during the pandemic had to dig into their maple syrup reserves. Ah! (laughs) No way. No, I'm not even being bigoted. This really happened. (laughs) So they, they they were like running low. The world was running low on maple syrup. And someone named the Quebec maple syrup producers released, get this 50 million pounds of maple syrup reserves. Holy Half of shit. the inventory of maple syrup, seventy percent of the world's maple syrup. Seventy percent of the world's yes. maple syrup. With the US apparently being its biggest client. Right. Of course, I'm wondering if the US doesn't consume sixty five percent of it's the probably maple syrup. mostly us. <laughs> and I would say like a large portion of it goes to IHOP, I would assume. <laughs> You know, None of it goes to fucking IHOP. Are you kidding me? That's what? the problem. IHOP doesn't have any fucking maple syrup. Sure it's they do. They have the three. Syrup. Oh, not real syrup. No, they don't have any. There's ugh. a maple syrup product has never entered into the any of those restaurants. <laughs> I guess yeah. I like the butterscotch syrup. I don't know what they make. <laughs> That's <laughs> fucking, it's literally high fructose corn syrup with corn syrup to thicken it. That's ugh. all it is. So not real maple syrup. Uh, You've probably tapped maple trees big before. Pet peeve of mine, like, honestly. Yes, I yeah, have. You have. Yeah, my dad did it. He 
so I'm trying to remember. Yeah, I think I was, yeah, I was still living at home when he started getting into it. So I was probably in high school and he continued like all through college, when I was in college. I mean, he, he did it up until not too long ago. Um, but yeah, you know that the ratio is like 100 to 1 or something crazy. 100 to like, 1 what? To, you've got to boil it down. Yes. So you tap the trees and it literally drips, drip, drip. You know, and you right, go collect right. it. I mean, the first, I remember the first time, you know, that we did, I'm like 14 or something. And, you know, you go and you get a bucket and there's like, like a half an inch in the bottom of it, <laughs> you know, and you pour it into another bucket and you, after walking for like a mile around in the woods, you come back with like a quarter of a bucket, you know, I'm like, Whoa. how much is this going to be dad? And he's like, eh, it might be like a shot glass for, full. Oh, after you <laughs> boil it down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you need a lot of tapping to get a decent amount yeah. of syrup. Yeah. I love how you say syrup, by the way. Um, <laughs> I just, uh, when I was recording the new uh, Mercy Union, we were at Audio Pilot Studios in North Jersey. Nice guy named Rob Freeman. And one day I walk in and there's freshly baked banana breads mm. and maple syrup right from the compound. In a little nice. in a little bell jar, I was like, you know, this is forget fancy TVs, all the stuff these studios get. I like getting there in the morning to fresh maple syrup. It's not a hard process, you know. And now, and the truth is, like, you don't have to walk around miles through the woods. Like, if you don't want to get it, you know, we used to get. I mean, he would get enough maple syrup that he would give it away. Like, like I right. would, you know, when I went to college, I'd take a gallon back. I mean, not a gallon, I'd take like a, like a little pint or quart back with me. And then he'd give it to friends. And, um, but yeah, if you have like one or two big maple trees on your property, you could tap them and get enough to maybe, you know, even, I don't know, last you the season. When are you going back out to the woods, Brad? You know, <laughs> when are you getting out of the city? Not you staying enough. there forever? You're going to die in New know. York? Looks that way. <laughs> Never back to the woods, even when the kids are grown? Maybe. Maybe then. I feel like there's a long beard and a collection <laughs> of maple trees and some, uh, some tapping into like, so, well, you know, a little bit of, you know, uh, bibliological archaeology. You know, like, I feel like it, you, you have a second run in you here. As, I, I've got sort enough... Of a, a forest wizard a little. I, I've got enough hobbies to last a few different retirements. Put it that way. It's like, true. I um I would I'll never be bored. There's too many things that I Well get you the internet out there, kid. You can still podcast with me, you know? All right. We'll figure it out. I'll just I'll leave the family and wife here and, and go out to the woods and become a hermit. All right. We're let's get <laughs> off air actually and talk about buying land somewhere. Okay. Because that's really what we should be doing right now. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Thank you to Deanna for joining us on this yes, podcast. She's delightful. She is super fun. Um, I really like the new record, uh, Sincere Engineers, new mm-hmm. record, The Bless My Psyche. It's like... Uh, I don't know. It's just automatically infectious for all the good reasons. And you know me, like lyrically, I, I don't like poetry. I don't like metaphor. I don't, I like people to tell me stories that I can just understand. And, uh, I immediately connected with her lyrics in that way, you know, just this very real human experience that you can get behind. And, um, I don't know, catchy fucking hooks all over the record. Hooks on hooks. Franz Nicolay did some of the uh did some of the cool key parts on it. Like it's it's Uh really it's really cool. And um I don't know. She treats it in a way that is uh very endearing, you know? Like just I like the I like the lack of intention in some ways where it's like makes her music more pure, you know? Um, yeah, I enjoy it. And I'm looking forward to the, to the rest of the, to the rest of the career. Absolutely. I'm with you, dude. Let's listen to this interview. Okay. It's going on Wait, Brad, is it that weird time of the year again? When the, the, when yes. the moon eats computers or whatever? <laughs> Mars. It is. Yeah. My boss is really into that stuff. Oh really? So it's not. So it it is the gods. Wait, what's it called I mean, again? Um, retrograde. Yeah. Or something? Yes. Mercury. Yeah, is it actually that time? Yeah, it happened like two days ago. My boss like <gasps> warned everybody. Really? Okay. Yeah. Makes sense. So, I thought Brad was almost kidding last time. That happened. <laughs> so wait, do you actually know what the fundamental concept of that is? Oh, no. Oh. <laughs> no, I just know my boss notifies us that there might be, um, <laughs> like, communication issues. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just heard yesterday that apparently the the airplanes are worried about 5G being launched because they think <laughs> that 5G is going to fuck up the airplane systems when it launches. <laughs> and they're doing this, like, last-minute proposal to oh, make, God. like, a buffer zone around airports. Don't we already have that? Yeah. I, I, yeah, I thought we, yeah, I thought so. I don't know. I really, I I couldn't even get into this podcast recording. So. <laughs> if I didn't have Brad, I'd be, I'd be like driving to Chicago and, and writing this out in shorthand. Nice. For Brad. Yeah. That's my style With too. Ink and feather. Which is surprising to me. Cause you, um, I thought you seemed pretty good at the internet to me. Oh, uh, I'm not. I mean, I don't know. 
<laughs> I figured out how to use Instagram. Yeah. I mean, you have GarageBand. Do you use that? I, I, I like have graduated to using Logic recently, but Woo. this is this is my old computer. That's pro. <laughs> is it? Logic? Yeah. yeah. Oh, nice. Mine I don't is... know how to use it. <laughs> Well, <laughs> just so how are, how do you uh is that is that how you um are getting together like demos and songs these days when you're when at your house you're, you're putting them straight into the computer like how do you how do you yeah. demo at home usually it's been like voice recordings but since i got that i'll like add some harms because that's my favorite part mm. of music <laughs> it <laughs> just fun. makes it they're the, the most fun part. Super fun. <laughs> See how many times you can layer yourself. But yeah, and then I'm like, oh man, this got worse <laughs> when you add too much. But yeah, yeah. Uh, before you know it, it's like a foreigner song. And you're like, oh shit. <laughs> exactly. A little far. A little far. Well, you know, there's she- a famous story of Queen back in the day when everything was on tape that they, you know, they had a slave reel to do all the vocals on and they mm-hmm. actually wore the tape out. They wow. did so many vocal passes on it and so many overdubs that they wore it I, out. Wow. I think that's cool. I don't understand how tapes work, so I don't <laughs> I, I feel like I don't get the full effect. But um It cool. uses magic. Magic, darling. <laughs> these kids these days don't understand magic. It's true. Is it eight eight is it eight track or a track? <laughs> it was eight track and a dat. I, was, I think that was the the movement of it. When you when you put together those demos, is it all all vocals? Is that always your starting point, or do you do you um, work with any like guitar uh, in the introduction? Uh, definitely guitar. That usually um, starts it. Um, and I'll do like I don't have like a bass, so I like make it sound like a bass. Mm. <laughs> Just play on my guitar. Nice, um, nice. I try to make them like sound super full. You know um, what's a really fun. fun way to play bass? Just give you a little tip here. Sure. Use an acoustic guitar. Yeah, that's what all of my demos oh, okay, are. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah. And then pitch what, it do you down. Just play the top well, a lot of people or the do, bottom string. Yeah, a lot of people take their electric guitar and then they pitch it down and think that it sounds like a bass. And it does, but I found acoustic is even more like sort of sounds nice. cool. It sounds like a stand up bass. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. And then you like run it through the filter. <laughs> Brad just old splained you. <laughs> oh, it's okay. I need it. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know much. So. <laughs> so, but like, um, when when you're putting together those ideas, you know, is there uh, like for you a song in mind or or lyrical ideas in mind that are going to connect with that guitar part, or it's sort of organic, like? Like, is it the melody or the actual lyric that dictates, um, you know, where the music's going to sit for you? Um, okay, so I kind of lied. I usually, like, have lyrics ready to go. And then um, I'll do, like, a voice recording of it on my phone when I, like, I'm just sitting on the couch. And then when I have something that's worth, like, putting onto the computer, I'll do that. And then, like, add to it from there and finish it up. That's cool. Does that make sense? Yeah, <laughs> Cause sure. Because I can, like, I do, like, tech or... Uh, in the notes app on my phone, just like work on lyrics all the time. And then when I have a chance, I sit down like on the couch with the guitar. Yeah. And- I was going to ask that. Like what, what's your writing? Like not, not writing uh, songs, but actual writing process. Like, cause um, you know, so much of the music seems like observational 
mm-hmm. uh, in, in a way, you know, or at least painting a picture of the surrounding you're in at the time, which I quite like personally. Um, and Thank you. Like, uh, are you like constantly uh, like jotting notes through the day when you see shit or do you have to, you know, like sit down and grind or something at a certain point? No, it's mostly like throughout the day sort of deal. Um, it's not like every day, but it's like when I hear something that like perks up my ears, I'll write it down and then try to build off of it. Um, have like a eureka moment at different parts of the day. For sure. Yeah. And then like I've done that for like, I don't know, five something years now. So now oh. I have stuff that like, like if I have something like from four years ago, that's like, oh, that fits into this thing I just have. And then I can like finish up a song that was just sitting. Right. <laughs> it's I kind was... of a, a mess, but whatever. <laughs> hey, it works. Whatever, whatever the process is. Like, I always find that interesting. Like, um, for people who, who, you know, you know, go out into the world and work and are in their surroundings or with their friends and are constantly taking ideas for songs, does like life kind of turn into sort of one giant avenue for a song? Does it like get confusing at any point? Um, I think I get what you're saying. I would say like, yeah, I'm not like the confusing part. I don't know, but like, I definitely, um, like, you know, some songs are inspired inspired by, like, work or, like, somebody, like, bothering me or, like, you know, not doing their job. And <laughs> right, then, uh, right. but then I, like, kind of turn it into, like, a relationship type thing. And then it. everyone's like, oh, it's like a love song. And it's like, no, really, it's like I hate my coworker or something <laughs> like that. Ah, uh, right. I see. Okay. Um, so it's definitely, like, you know, I mean, I don't know. I'm trying to think of an example. But, um, yeah, like my daily life definitely inspires what comes out. Sure. <laughs> um, well, speaking of your, your job, I found that pretty interesting. So you're a animal scientist, biologist. What's yeah. your actual title? <laughs> well, I'm, I'm like an assistant supervisor, but um, it's in like animal lab, animal research. Yeah. Um, so it's like, uh, we just like take care of the animals so that like researchers can just like come in and do their, their work. So what are we um, talking here? We got what, what kind of crew? Mice, uh, rats, my, we got monkeys. Uh, what are we dealing with? All of that. All of it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I only work with uh, mice though. Oh, okay. Mostly. You're a mouse specialist. Yeah, basically. Mm. <laughs> I mean, so, I, don't, I don't do any of this like science. I just like make sure that, that my staff, that they're healthy. Yeah, exactly. How do you know a healthy mouse? Is its eyes red or? Uh, there's uh, there's what do they call them? Uh, I don't know. There's like some parameters, like their body size, or no, I don't know. Man, I sound like an idiot. <laughs> um, well, you probably didn't think you were going to be answering questions I about, <laughs> no, your, about like... your mouse aptitude. It's uh, the stuff is interesting. Yeah, I don't know anyone else who does this job. We don't want to know about fucking music. I want to know about these mice. I do. I do want to know about these mice. It's called body scoring, I think. So, like a five would be like a kind of plump and active mouse, and one would be like uh, thin and hunched and stuff. Does that make sense? I feel like I feel like this process may present the mice some body image. Totally. Body image issues that you're giving him. <laughs> Fucked totally. up, dude. Um, 
But is when you're doing the mice for research, aren't there like sometimes in order to do the research, they have to like recess one gene or like, like, do you have like different types of mice for different types of research or is it kind of this? Yeah, there's, yeah. there's different species. That's like more the researcher's uh, department. We just right. like literally take care of whatever is, is there. Gotcha. Um, but there, you know, there's black, white, brown, make, like gray, um, you know, I don't know, different strains. And they all have different types of properties that work like whatever for yeah for different types of research yeah uh, and and or, it's uh yeah. is it like med- it's medical research and stuff like that yeah right? yeah not medical not cosmetic or anything uh it's like we have like some diabetic mouse or mice um oh. <laughs> like uh picture like a diabetic like mouse like <laughs> they pee someone a lot. give me some orange juice please <laughs> So what um, made you, uh, you know, why were you the person for this job? Um, I got a degree in biology and didn't get into dental school. So I had a degree to use and my mom found a like job opening for it. <laughs> and that's So it wasn't a mouse thing. You didn't major in mice. No, okay. no. I just general <laughs> biology. Um, and I needed a job. So mm. I fell into it in like 2016 or something. And I've been doing it ever since. So now you work with the animals like pretty intimately. Like, does it, it does it always feel like a very worthwhile thing? Like, like that whatever they're discovering from this research is like worth whatever has to happen to the mouse. Like, does oh it yeah, feel like a good trade off. Rewarding, yeah, definitely. It's like it's the reason we have like the vaccine and stuff because they right. somebody tested on. I think. uh like, I don't know if it was gerbils or some other type of rodent was like a big reason that they were able to uh, come up with a vaccine. Um, right. But we've had like some pretty notable like uh, transplant surgeries or something at our facility and stuff. Really? Um, yeah. I don't know them. <laughs> that's unfortunately, that's how notable I, uh, <laughs> I remember. But uh, yeah, no, it's like. It's definitely like easy to see the like the greater good that happens from it. Sure. So. I yeah, I remember hearing the uh, vaccines are only safe as well because of horseshoe crabs, like the blood of a horseshoe crab. Did you hear that? I think I heard that also. Yeah. I can't Very remember. cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Are like I kind of have a weird fascination with rats. Like I think nice. <laughs> that they're like I don't know if I'd ever like own one and bring one in my home. I actually I accidentally ate a bunch of rat poop once. That's a oh. story. Oh. I even <laughs> fed some get, to my son. It was, did you get uh, sick? I didn't. Like, I think How it was, uh, well, I think it was, you know, um, a little self-fulfilling because I didn't feel sick. And then once I realized I had ingested what I ingested, I automatically that, felt yeah. sick. So of course, yeah, so I do think my brain did it to me, but, um, yeah, what? Well, yeah, it was it was an old drum space, very junky. Um, but but rats seem like these really impressive creatures. Like, do you think this idea that like rats could definitely outlive man? Um, 
was at the end of the sentence. That's the end of my question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do you think like, I didn't hear? Do the, you think rats will outlive possible? man? Yeah. Like, oh, do, I get like, it. Yes, yes. Are they just um, better at adaptation and oh, survival God, I don't than know. we are? You know. It seems. Like I have it. no idea. Their that tails come back. Yeah. Um. Have you ever looked up like on YouTube uh, rat tricks? No. <laughs> oh, you got to do that. What, they're like I... dogs. Yeah, they're smart. Oh, really? You can like proper yeah. train a rat? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh. And I, I had heard that these. Um, I think it was in South America. There was like a type of rat that used to eat a certain type of frog that was poisonous. <laughs> And, you know, of course, they kept, you know, dying from it. And eventually they found the rat adapted and would literally (laughs) eat around the fucking gallbladder of the frog so they wouldn't die. Like, it's impressive. I know. And, you know, it doesn't. Brad, you got to have some thoughts on this. You live in New York City. They're like, they're like, they're like pigs. Rats are. They first of all, yes, they will definitely outlive man, and they will become the next dominant species, the planet of the rat. I kind of like it. Yeah, it'll be fine. It'll be okay. I've never seen a New York rat before. What? Oh, man. You've are. never been in New York then. <laughs> I've been there like a few times. It's always in the morning. Yeah, take the subway. That's not even true. I don't know why I said that. Yeah, I've stepped on them, boy. Oh. It's exactly get- what you imagine. The sound, the feeling, everything. Ugh. Brad, you ever gotten like face to face, toe to toe? He's just grilling you? No, I've never had to sh- show down with a, with, with a rat. <laughs> never had to make yourself big, make him step down. We've, all, we've both always tried to go our separate ways. Yeah, yeah. I guess they, if they, they can, they try to avoid you. Mm. Well, anyway, it's interesting. Um, Do you know the, the pizza rat? Who's that? Oh, yeah, the one carrying the pizza it, up the stairs. He made the papers. Yeah, it was a big, like, you know, meme, a big YouTube moment. You Wait, never we saw talking a, pizza a slice rat? or a whole pie? Yeah, a slice. <laughs> <laughs> he was bringing it to Splinter, man. He was Splinter. He was bringing it to the Ninja Turtles. We all know the Ninja Turtles love pizza. Um, so, all right, enough about rats. Um, so you grew up like outside of Chicago, I, I read with Orland yep. Park. Yep, that's it. Can I ask you a question about Orland Park? Sure. Apparently it's it was touted the world center of something. Do you know what it is? Is it the golf center? Yes. <laughs> it's on all the water towers. But I don't think they knocked down all the golf courses and put up like housing. So I don't know oh, if that's so true. So they lost their the the world's golf center. Yeah, I get. I mean, I don't know. I could be wrong. It probably still goes by that. But well, based on the Wikipedia, it says <laughs> according to village lore, oh someone God. counted one thousand and eighty-nine golf holes within a fifteen-mile radius of the village," said Jody Marneris, Orland Park spokeswoman in nineteen ninety-six. The, in Jesus. quotes, World's Golf Center concept was then proudly plastered on the village flag and painted on the town's seven water towers. That's a lot of oh water It's a pretty big uh, town, but that's very <laughs> ridiculous. So you are from the World's Golf Center. How does that make you I, feel? 
Oh, I've never played golf in no. my life. No. I like golf. mini golf, though. Oh, classic. Well, I mean, I got to assume mini golf is included in this 1,089 golf holes that Orland <laughs> Park has. So I think Maybe. you added to it. So what's the, what's the vibe of Orland Park? No, nothing too crazy? Uh, no. Um, like painfully uncrazy or... It's like there's a thousand banks and restaurants. That's okay. it. That's Good restaurants it. or mediocre? Uh, like your typical Olive Garden. Uh, um, right. The, okay. I'm. I can't even think of like a independently owned one at the moment to, to plug. Okay, what's your favorite restaurant though? In Orland Park. Sure. Uh. You don't have to be, you know, you don't have to, like, prop a mom and pop. It could be all No, I mean, I, wherever is, um, I don't know. The Whatever's free. Whatever, <laughs> wherever it is. <laughs> Whatever uh, looks like it's the least crowded. That's right. another Orland yeah. thing. It's the main street is, like, you never want to be there on a Saturday at 10. A little wild. It's, like, <laughs> gridlock traffic. Oh, really? And there's a mall. It's that crazy mall Fridays crowd, Brad. Yeah. You never lived out in the suburbs. You don't know about this. Fridays Uh gets wild. Yeah. The the Coles. They share a parking lot with the Coles. Yeah. Um, They have oversized beers, you know, mozzarella wedges. Just gets gets wild. I just, you know, I just want to like, what's, I just want the peanuts on the floor. I always thought that was, that just made me think of the suburbs and. What is that That's, place? Is that Lone Star? I yeah, I think that's one steakhouse chain that does that. That's your they, whole <laughs> perception of the suburbs is one random steakhouse chain. Peanut they, shells they all even, over the floor. I don't think they do that anymore because someone fell. <laughs> what? Someone slipped on the peanut shells? Uh, yeah. Oh. They, give you, they give you a bucket now, I think. Oh, nothing gold can stay. Right? <laughs> All right, I, I don't have to move to the suburbs. Yeah, you're done. You're done. Um, Only outback for you, Brad. <laughs> have you guys played uh, like Warp Tour or anything? Uh, I have not in Chicago though. Oh, okay, never mind. I was going to say, are you the, the home of Warp Tour out there? It's the town over. You oh, would get okay. the point if you were there. It's like the same, basically. So that's what I was going to reference. Then is some random. I, for, there was a run for years where. We had such a difficult time finding a good Chicago show that we ended up playing in normal Illinois all the time. No. Um, yeah, that's that's so like I've College played, Town, right? Yeah, I've played normal like five times. Okay, uh, randomly. Metro is the spot in Chicago. Rockford right? a bunch of times. Oh yeah, Rockford. Yeah. Um, I, uh, or Cherry Valley was the name. Yeah, of the yeah. Place there. An old band of mine when I was like. 16 or 17 drove from New Jersey to that Cherry Valley American <laughs> Legion Hall to open for Alkaline Trio and then drove back. I would do it. Yeah. I, I don't blame yeah, them. Fucking <laughs> like trio in Illinois. Yeah. Like, and there was like a hundred people there, but for us, that was like, this, yeah. it was like, you know, fucking Yankee Stadium. I would have, I would have done That's it. Amazing. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> Um, Same. <laughs> so what like uh what brought your family out that way? Like are you old school Illinois or did did your parents come out that way for a reason or Um I my all my family grew up um my dad grew up like closer to Indiana and my mom uh in the city. Um 
and I don't know. I, I, this is like all I've known. So, <laughs> what kind of what kind of work were your parents into? Uh, my mom's a teacher, and my dad's like a maintenance engineer guy. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> so I was wondering, you know, I hear it talked about all the time, sort of the, you know, idea of like what it means to be like a Midwesterner and like and what values are for like, do, like, is that just like something like coastal people make up or do you think there's an actual thread to that? Like there's like a personality trait of a Midwesterner. Um, I don't know. It's hard to say. Cause I like, if there is one, I probably have it and I can't like pinpoint it. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, you got the accent. <laughs> yeah. I know it's really bad. Uh, don't worry, I say coffee half the time. So <laughs> I, got, I got my own issues. Nice. How do you say box? Uh, box? Like, like B-O-X. Yeah. Box. <laughs> you can't even understand. Box. B-A-X. Yeah, I don't, I don't say it like you. I don't, yeah, know, yeah. I don't know which one's right. <laughs> I'll, um, never, yeah, I'll no. never say that my shit Jersey accent, I'm saying anything correct. I never know. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, What's, there's like a saying where it's like uh, people from the West Coast are West Coast are fine but are kind but not nice, and East Coast is nice but not kind or something. Mm. Are you familiar with that? I don't know. I haven't heard it, but that sounds like it sounds pretty accurate. Like hearing it. Yeah, I, I don't know where Midwest falls on it. I don't know why I brought that up. <laughs> so I mean, like, like when you go to the East Coast and you're around a bunch of people like that, I mean, do you find it, you know? really energetic, really, um, you know, much more negative or positive or anything than a group of Midwesterners hanging out? Um, I don't know. This is hard. I don't want to, like, offend anyone. Uh, oh, no, please. <laughs> I don't know. Like, uh, I bring people on here to offend. Like, that's, <laughs> nice. that's the whole, that's my whole goal here, you know? <laughs> Burn some bridges. Yeah. Let's burn some bridges, Brad. I feel like everyone I've personally met has been super nice. Right. From both coasts. Right. Um, I don't know if I can make like a statement. Very, very Um, diplomatic. See, I think your answer is Midwestern. (laughs) Yep. Maybe. I think we've just gotten to the core of the whole thing. (laughs) You won't say anything bad about anyone. I'm trying not to. I mean, I don't know. You can't do it. (laughs) <laughs> um what even are like what what do people say they are the i mean Midwest i guess it's values. bad it's like there's an ease and a kindness i think like a forgiving nature to it um yeah that's I think, cool i think that would be like and and i mean i ask this in sort of a i i find midwestern people to be like that personally <laughs> you I get your you random like <laughs> get your random like toby jags or something where you're like whoa you know like, but he's uh, West Coast. Right. Yeah. He's not even. A, a he's wheel. like a byway of. Right. Right. Um, so, yeah. yeah. So I do think there's something to it. I mean, I've spent a lot of time out there and I do find, I guess I find people out there to be, yeah, like kind and easygoing, but also like almost like painfully non-confrontational. 
yeah, yeah, I you can know, see that. Totally, and, yeah. You know, and your answer is definitely a microcosm, I think. <laughs> that's, that's really funny. You're like, is there one person on any of these coasts that's not going to like what I say? I'm not going to say it, you know? But Brad, we got to only interview people from like the Bronx. So they just, someone just comes on here and just talks shit the whole time, you know? <laughs> That's funny. I know uh, in New York, you guys don't have like alleys, right? No, nowhere to pee. <laughs> that's, that's important to it's us. It's like the worst. Like, like I, I don't like being that, you know, if I go out and this, you know, for a little background, you know, there's, there's a lot of uh, bigotry from New Yorkers about people from New Jersey. They call us the bridge and tunnel people. They say we drive in on Friday and like fuck up their city and leave on Sunday for work. It's like a whole thing. So when you already have that on your mind, yeah, and then you're a little drunk and you really got to pee, you know, like like I already think I'm like the bridge and tunnel asshole, and now I'm the one like in the middle of the street pissing on someone's tire because I can't find an alley. So it does. It makes me feel strange and self-conscious. Yeah. I understand. Yeah. Um, maybe I was meant to be a Midwesterner. What do you think, Brad? Yeah, I think you do okay out there. But the I'm problem... really non-confrontational. <laughs> yeah, you're not non-confrontational, though. No, no, no I'm not. But, um, I th- you know, you could... I think you would blend well. Not blend, but I think you would... Uh, I think you'd be well-received, put it that way. Because oh, you're an honest. Thanks. You're an honest guy. Thanks, Brad. And that's, you know, that's appreciated. Oh, not so much on the West Coast. No. Yeah. No, you, they just lie to everybody. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombus, we've always said our socks, underwear, and t-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombus. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. 
just so you know, let's clarify it right now because I was just having we we've had we had some family that's been uh, that just moved to the states. They've kind of been living out of the country for years, and we were we were explaining to them the difference between West Coast, especially like Southern California, because they're moving to Southern California, and the difference. And Benny will back me on this. Southern California and, Cal- and West Coast in general, they act nice, but they're not nice. Right. Yeah. That's, <laughs> New Yorkers that's and East Coasters, but specifically New Yorkers, don't act nice, but they actually are really fucking nice. Mm-hmm. Totally. And that's, that, yeah. that will get you 85% of the way. Yeah, that, that was the quote I was trying to think of. Oh, really? It's like, uh, okay. yeah, like the the example that I read was like um, on the East Coast. If you needed to like get your car like dug out of the snow, right. an East Coast person would be like, "You idiot! I'll like help you with it." Right. Yeah, you fucking dick. <laughs> Let me help you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then the give like, you a little grief. That's it. Yeah, right. And West Coast would be like, "Oh, that sucks. I'm sorry." And, and then well, like, bye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Yeah, I have, I have the same accurate. problem. I think the West Coast gets a rap for it, but I got to give someone else a little shit for the same thing, which is parts of the South. Oh, you know, like that. The Southern hospitality thing is sometimes worse than the BS <laughs> West Coast because it's like, how many layers of bullshit do I got to get through to find out you don't fucking like me? You know, like in California, there's like two. In, like, Nashville, there's, like, six. You know? It takes so long to find out, like, oh, you're just being nice because you're supposed to, but you don't like me at all. That's funny. Um, I I do have a theory about the cold and that, like, people who don't live through winters don't understand something about life and like survival yeah. and just, and even my, my wife was asking me about it. Like, you know, what is like, I, I thought that one of the things that really tells somebody who's from the Midwest is, is there's this kind of like ease sometimes. And I think it's maybe because like a lot of parts of the Midwest, you're just fucking freezing yeah. like almost half the year. And it, it's you kind of got to slow things down and you got to be inside and you have to like find ways to like, I don't know. Not just, go crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Like, do yeah, you think no, there's some totally. truth to this theory? Yeah, for sure. It uh, like builds character <laughs> for <laughs> <Right>? sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Like the, the story I have about like the worst cold that we've like had to deal with um, last year. I like, I wake up at like four in the morning to get to my job and oh, uh, shit. Uh, <laughs> we had like a negative 60 degree night with the wind oh, chill. Oh, um, oh, and I went, <laughs> I went to Dunkin Donuts uh, to get coffee and I rolled down my window and it wouldn't roll back up. Oh my <laughs> God. No. <laughs> the mechanism for us. So I drove uh, from the burbs to the city. It's <gasps> like an hour. I like, oh, <laughs> Holy smokes. <laughs> I, cl- I closed a blanket in the door and I like put the heat on my hands. Um, yeah, it sucked. I could have just called off. I should have. <laughs> um, but you yeah. went. You, yeah, you, but you went. You're wouldn't. too nice like, to. Yeah. 
But the Midwestern value. Yeah, Yeah, the Midwest. (laughs) Gotta get to work. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta get to work. Don't care. uh, I can't. I just want to start quoting Fargo on you. It's so (laughs) I've never seen that. (laughs) Need a good breakfast, Margie. Um, (laughs) That sounds like everyone's mom. Yeah. (laughs) Everyone around here. Oh, Prowler needs a jump. Um, so, so good. I'm glad my theory is right. And that's fucking brutal. Like you could have lost a finger, man. Like, oh, it was, yeah, yeah. I, it was stupid. Really? That's, that's <laughs> I had like, like, yeah, that's the level I, of cold you're not supposed to fuck with, right? No. Yeah. It's yeah. really bad. Um, yeah. I had like my car hard on and stuff. So <laughs> good. <laughs> it was fine. Negative 60. I'm sure your car was, was killing it. Um, <laughs> It, was, it had a big day. Yeah, had a big day. <laughs> um, so when you're like uh, grow, growing up around Orland Park, like how did you, um, I, you know, I heard you got a guitar pretty early, but how did you get tied to, you know, alternative music and like the punk scene so early on? Um, I went to daycare till I was like 13 because <laughs> my parents worked. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm also an after school kid. I feel you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah. Um, and somebody there got me into like Newfound Glory and Yellow Card, and we went to Warp Tour, and that kind of kickstarted it. Nice for me. So you yeah. just had like an automatic like, uh, just like reaction to the that type of music or that type of message or. Uh, yeah, I don't. I probably didn't put that much thought into it. I just thought the songs were catchy. Yeah, thought it was cool. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. What was the first know. like cool show that you remember seeing? Uh, Newfound Glory and Green mm. Day. <laughs> nice at the United Center or whatever. I nice. don't know. <laughs> and when did um, you start getting down to like Chicago for shows? Um. Let me think. Like sixth grade, maybe when I found like Alkaline Trio and the Lawrence Arms. So how from someone from like Orland Park, like how how you get into Chicago? Like what's the deal? Oh, my mom drove me. She's seen nice. Brendan's like the <laughs> the heyday of his banter. Oh, okay. So she'd oh, actually you, go to the shows with you too? Oh yeah. Oh fuck yeah. That's yeah, awesome. she's um I mean I still like I could be like, Oh, you know that band with the, the guy with the kid and she knows exactly who I'm talking about. Ah <laughs> So what kind of band so your mom's seen a lot of cool bands then? Uh, she yeah, she was at the um the Sundowner Falcon Lawrence Arms show, what? American Steel. That's that's like a classic, right? Oh yeah, oh, I mean, okay. I was like fourteen, so I couldn't go alone, and I'm an only child, right? And I didn't have like friends that liked it, so. And she was always up for it, like like good good sport about it. Yeah, I mean, it was kind of like a you know part of the parenting. <laughs> You know? well, I mean, not every parent is is oh, no, I driving know. your ass to Chicago and sitting at the show, so it's a pretty good one. For sure. No, yeah, I'm very grateful. Yeah. But yeah. she didn't, like, complain or anything, so. I spent a lot of time hopping, like, super dangerous trains and shit to, like, do the same thing because I couldn't get a ride, so. It's nice. Yeah, that's a nice. That's a... And when she was at the shows, would she, like, be interactive with the show or just kind of, like, sit back in the cut, like? Oh, it was just sit back. Yeah. Yeah, yeah no, it was all that. Uh, no, definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> just chaperoning. It's pretty awesome, though. Um, and speaking of your mom, she <laughs> seems to have a nice connection to your musical career. Did you write like the first, the first sincere engineer record in her car? 
Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> just because, like, I didn't want, like, because I, um, so I was, like, in college and um, I would, like, stay up till, like, five in the morning and, like, just play guitar instead of study. Yeah. Um, and I didn't want to, like, keep them up. So I, like, went into the garage and in their car. Um, and that's where I did, like, a lot of jamming. <laughs> Yeah, you know, so I did, I actually talked to, to Toby prior to <laughs> doing the interview just to get some some background on, you know, okay. like, no, no, trust me, he, you know, is singing your praises like, like, it didn't oh, even awesome. take, yeah. didn't even take you down one peg. Like, uh, <laughs> that's yeah. so nice. Yeah, yeah, no, like really, really nice. Um, he could have. <laughs> But, like, you know, he did make it a point to tell me that, you know, he always thought you were cool and always dug the tunes and, you know, thought it was rad to see, like, you know, this little girl, like, stage diving at shows and, like, kind of just (laughs) fucking being rad like that. But the thing that he kept bringing up and that really surprised him as the years went on is how, like, hard of a worker you are and, like, the kind of focus you have towards your goal and the thing Mm -hmm. you're doing and what you just said to test to that, you know, like having uh, such a drive to write songs that you have to, you know, go out to a car at five in the morning and like, you know, make sure you're writing those songs. So like, where did that come from for you? I mean, like when did you just discover, like, I have to do this. Like, I don't have a choice. Like I gotta sit down, I gotta Um, write. Like, like when did that really start for you? Um, I don't know. I mean, some days I I don't feel like that at all. (laughs) But, uh, I don't know. Like, so Toby gave me my first show opening for Brendan. Um, I had like five songs that I just, you know, I was like 22. I didn't know what I was doing. Um, Acoustic? Yeah. 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 And, um, I had like a really fun time. It was like the best night of my life. And I was like, well, I, you know, might as well keep going, (laughs) you know, where was Um, the, where was that show? At the Double Door. Oh, sweet. In Chicago. Yeah, so it was, it was awesome. at the Double Door opening for Brandon? Yep. That's, yeah, pretty fucking cool for a show. Yeah, yeah I was like, I, uh, you know, why not keep trying? So then I, uh, <laughs> I wrote that, like, first record. Um, and then, you know, it snowballed from there. <laughs> yeah. And- um, but it was, like, never my intention. At fr- I mean, like I said, I went to school because I thought I was going to be a dentist. So. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Yeah. It seemed like, you know, but, but, but it's for no lack of work. I mean, it's not like you just like, you know, like fell into it without anything. Um, no. Yeah. I mean, I, I had the definitely like interested, but I was, I was always like, no, I could never do that. That's crazy. I mean, it seems like you have a hard time kind of like considering yourself like a songwriter and musician. Like, you know, you are right. Like, do you, do you, do you see yourself like that? Like still, or are you still? Yeah, no, I do. I do. Okay. Um, but I, I didn't like, I wasn't in band in high school and that's like one of my biggest regrets now. Um, oh, really? you just cause like my bandmates were, and they were all like in choir and they'll like, I'll be like, Oh, here's this song. And they're like, Oh, it's in, it's an A. And I'm like, what? I don't know. <laughs> and then, and then they're like, Oh, they, you know, the, the fifth, I'll sing the fifth note and it'll be like this harm. And I'm like, I don't, <laughs> I just kind of, you know, I don't know how to explain. I, I don't have that technical knowledge. I wish I did now. Sure. Sure. But I, I, yeah. yeah, I mean, I hear stuff like that though. And like, I, 
you know, you have a really like distinct way of writing, you know, and a distinct way of singing. And like, if you went to music school, maybe you wouldn't, you know, like, sure. Yeah. So yeah. Sometimes people really do train. I don't know, like the cool out of themselves, you know, <laughs> I can like, see that. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. I think it's fine. Certainly the way everything's going, I wouldn't have any regrets about it. Um, so he also, I, I was going to do a mystery friend for this, but I already gave it up. Um, did you, uh, did you jump in frozen Lake Michigan? No. Oh, no. you didn't do it. No, I, Wait, I so what was your connection to people jumping in the frozen lake? There's this dude in Chicago who um, I think his story is that he was like really hung over one day and jumped in the lake and if he felt better. Um, and then he decided to do it every day, even on those days where it was like negative 60. Oh, wow. Okay. So, uh, so proper polar bear club shit. Totally. Yeah. And um, he um, like has musicians come on and like play him out to jump. <laughs> and I have this song called Shattering that's like, I'm going to jump in Lake Michigan. So I was like, <laughs> of course I'll do that. Um, so I did it. It was like one of the coldest days. It was like negative 20 or something. Oh. He jumped, not me. Wait, so tell me about like this dude's vibe. Like, does he live close to the lake and just like runs back to his house? What does he wear? <laughs> uh, just shorts. <laughs> just straight shorts. Like maybe swim. I wasn't examining but um <laughs> and the lake's not iced over right because oh like, it was it, no, it was, was. He, he had to use like a ball and chain and like bust a spot open for himself whoa um, yeah it was crazy <laughs> and he does it every day is there like yeah he still does crew that like watches him every day or he like um i think on the on the days where it's like more of a like those days yeah there was a ton of people um <laughs> Brent, Brendan's wife Abby was there when I, when I did. Okay. Um, uh, yeah, there was maybe like he's got like a little sound guy who like uh, did the sound for my acoustic guitar in okay. negative twenty degrees. I'm sure it sounded amazing. <laughs> um, what part of Chicago is this in? Uh, it's at one of the beaches. I can't remember which one. Melrose, maybe. Right. Which I just um, found out existed. I. I told people i was like fuck you chicago beaches like there's not a chicago what are you talking about and someone sent me an image of a someone surfing on a lake and i'm like what the fuck is really? happening right now this is oh. bizarre i don't think the waves were very big but no, i did no. have to be convinced that chicago had beaches that didn't make a lot of sense to me so this dude seems like now kind of like a forest gump like I know a story. There's a guy. I don't get that. Well, there's a guy in Miami who I read about who apparently runs the same stretch of beach in Miami mm -hmm. Beach, I think six or seven miles every day. And he started doing it so, cons like, literally through hurricanes. Like, yeah. when Miami is like evacuated, he does it. Like, and it's now been like 20 straight years and Forrest Whoa. Gump style people like go down what? there in the morning and just run with this dude. Um, That's awesome. So I was wondering if like some people like take the plunge with this guy now, like it's some like polar bear, like, uh, you know, support the challenge. Almost. Yeah. I don't think I've seen anybody do it with him. Um, 
but You'd I don't never know. do it. You would you do it? Um, I don't know. Oh, <laughs> I like not. I like I your delay. You're intrigued. <laughs> You're intrigued. Well, like what's crazy is. Uh, like when it's like zero, the water is still like 30, 40 degrees. So it'd be warmer in there. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, interesting. Um, Listen, but you, I don't you know. survive the open window after Dunkin' Donuts. That's true. I, think. I, I should be well prepared. <laughs> yeah, I think you should. <laughs> <laughs> the Carhartt. <laughs> wow. I'm fascinated by this guy jumping in Lake Michigan every day. That's really. Yeah. I could, uh, I'll tag you in there, or I'll send you the, uh, the little clip yeah. of me and him. Good for you. I'm glad you got involved with something like that. <laughs> I think I just came up with a new video concept maybe for you. <laughs> like like ice fishing, like like you all make holes in the ice and then go under. I, I don't know. Um, well, I saw the the uh, Recluse in the Making video with the um, the Sim stuff, which is, yeah. I thought was really cool. And I heard you were a really big Sims fan and got kind of obsessed with those games. And yeah, when I was younger. Yeah. I wanted to ask <laughs> you something about that. Cause I have, sure. I ran into a big problem with those Sims games. I, I really, really like them too. I, I play like all the Sims stuff, the city builders, the mm-hmm. like farm vills and you know, like I love Tycoon. games like that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So much fun for me. And I get really invested in the places but to the point that I feel like when I no longer want to play the game, um, that everyone's going to die. <laughs> really? Yeah. Like, did, oh, did you never have that problem with Sims? No. Like, like, like a sort of Tamagotchi situation? Well, explain what that is to me. That's like that little game in the 90s where, like, if you didn't feed it oh, for three yeah. days, right. it would die. Yeah, 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 kind of. <laughs> so I would be like, I would be thinking about it and I'd be like, oh, my God, I don't want to play Farmville anymore. But I'd be like, fuck, like, the animals are going to die. <laughs> you know, like, I got to, like, oh, so you never had this problem? I did not, no. Oh, I used to have a more, like, existential, like, why am I playing this when I could just go be living my own life? <laughs> Yeah, that is an interesting thing, isn't it? Yeah, it's crazy. And you know, but, Benny, they might do better uh, without you. You don't know. Oh, yeah. Without your interference. What do you mean they can't, they would do better? I am God in those games. That's why I feel so bad. I literally created them. I am their creator, you know? Mm-hmm. So just pulling the plug, it's fucked up. It's like, what if we're actually in the Matrix right now and someone just decides, like, man, I'm done with this game. <laughs> And then all of a sudden, Deanna, Brad, and Benny, like, we don't even exist anymore. You know? And nobody gets to hear this podcast? No, it means, yeah, it's all for naught. That's what I'm saying. Well, it would be quick, so we wouldn't know. That's true. It may have happened. <laughs> Just do the, flip the switch fast, right? It'll be all right. Yeah. Yeah, those poor, I'm, I honestly, I feel bad for my animals, like, right now. Really? Yeah. Like, it's, oh man. It pauses I, it though, right? I can't believe I did that to him. You know? <laughs> now, I think I took the app off. I literally, I deleted their universe, you know? <laughs> That's even worse. That's even worse. <laughs> That's the asteroid. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. I'm the, uh, what did they call it in the movie? Uh, planet Killer? I'm the Planet Killer. Oh, yeah. Is that Don't Look Up? Yeah. I watched that. Me too. What'd you think? Uh, it was scary. <laughs> yeah. Fuck me up a little. Oh, same. 
but whatever. I was inspired by the end, though. Where they were all just eating. Don't give anything away. I haven't seen it Oh, I know. I just said they're eating. (laughs) Just eating. Yeah, they're just eating, bro. Just having a meal. You're good. People eating people. (laughs) Eventually, for the four... For anybody who survived. Um, So I went ahead and looked at some YouTube comments on one of your videos, which... There's some mean ones. Yeah, by your snort. Yeah, you got it. It's They're so stupid. Um, But one of them I found even extra ridiculous because someone (laughs) gave you sort of like a psychological diagnosis real fast. Oh, I, I know what you're talking about, but go ahead. Yeah, he's like, oh... She's a kinesthetic learner. And I'm like, you asshole, first off. Like, don't make me like Google something on a YouTube comment. Like, but I looked it up anyway to just be like, what's this jerk off talking about? And um, if you're listening, guy, not a good comment, okay? Like it's weird. Um but it's I actually I didn't hate it. You did it. Go okay. okay. <laughs> no. I did it. Benny did. <laughs> I did. I was like, you know, like stop stop diagnosing people on fucking YouTube comment. Just enjoy the video. Uh but he's, he said it's where it's a learning style in which learning takes place with physical activities rather than listening or watching demonstrations. <laughs> so by his internet diagnosis, are you are you a kinesthetic learner? Was he um, right? I'm gonna say no. I mean, like ah. I learned what it was as a kid, because um, they would like, you know, you get to like, I don't know, it's like listening or um, reading or like you know doing. Yeah. Um, I think he said that because I like can't sit still, but I can like I can read. <laughs> <laughs> you know? yeah. yeah, bro, I can read, oh. you know? Like, um, I was just m- moving my hands. You know it makes people nervous to do interviews on fucking camera, sure. right? Like, in, in his defense, I'm like that even not doing interviews, but, oh, um, okay. you know, they don't, like, I have a master's degree. I didn't get to, like, play with Play-Doh together. <laughs> right, right. So. Right, you can just do, like, sensory learning to get your master's degree. Exactly. I wish you could. I might have one. Oh, it'd be, yeah. yeah. It'd, be, it'd be fun. <laughs> um, that's funny. So, whatever. Sorry, maybe I was a little harsh on that. Thing. No, no, so, it's, I mean, it's weird. For sorry, sure. guy, you know. I'm gonna, but there's way worse. We should diagnose him with something. For What is a diagnosis of someone... Who would write a diagnosis on YouTube? Um, hyper something. <laughs> He's hyper something. Hyper. Uh, yeah. Well, you got uh, the fucking masters. Help me out. I didn't. Oh, I don't. I, didn't, I barely got out of high school, dog. Oh. <laughs> so, um. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> I noticed in the uh, trust me video that you're you're a pretty solid air drummer. <laughs> Are you like an avid air drummer in real life? And in air, uh, air drumming, yeah, totally. Yeah. What is the all-time best song to air drum to for you? Um, I don't know. A lot of them. I've been really into um, Ace of Spades <laughs> recently. Oh yeah, great air drumming um, song. Yeah, yeah. The beginning, I, Phil. Yeah. Ooh. Nice. <laughs> I love um, that beat. I didn't know much about them, and my bassist was telling me how cool Lemmy was. Yeah. 
but he was like like he held the microphone weird and he like his he had to get like or no he like needed a blood transfusion but his doctor told him if he got real blood it would like yeah. shock his system and, yeah. and i was yeah. like oh my god this guy's so cool he, yeah that's definitely it's like the ultimate like rock and roll story and all of its like <laughs> badness and goodness was that guy you know like musically I'm mixed on Lemmy. I got to be honest. And I'm really? I'm in the, I think I'm in the minority here. Cause you know, you're supposed to just, it's like how everybody like loves Kobe Bryant to death. Yeah. But forgot he like sexually assaulted a woman like super oh. bad and everyone was but, Lemmy. But then he just Lemmy turned bad. into like girl dad and kept scoring 50 <laughs> points and no one gave a shit. Like, sure, Lemmy's sure. kind of the same thing to me. Like, Lemmy oh, is a collector of Nazi Yeah, he's a collector of Nazi oh. shit. It's a uh, sensitive subject for one of Benny's dad. Um, gotcha. You know, like, for I all the things that. that make, like, a lifelong ripper a ripper are the same things that don't allow you to live, like, a normal life, you know? like Sure, sure. Like, I'm a father... I couldn't do what Lemmy did and be a father. I can't <laughs> go to sleep yeah. on cocaine every night and <laughs> right, hang out right. at the Roxy and play word touch. And, you know, like, cause that's what he famously did. You know, he was like a what bar fly in LA. So it's, um, the, the bar, like, uh, computer game machines. So, oh, right. Oh. Yeah. I think I know. You know yeah. Kind of- okay. I, to be fair, I didn't know that. And I only know that song by them. It's oh, okay. No, no. Lemmy's <laughs> a legend. You can like Lemmy. Don't listen to Benny. He's ruining it for you. No, listen. <laughs> there's, a whole, I just thought it- <laughs> there's a whole thing to talk about here. I, I'm fascinated by why some people get away with shit and why other people don't. That sure, is sure. just what's fascinating to me. Like, like, like David Bowie is like everybody's king of everything and they right. forget he spent two years as like a fake nazi doing a record like the right. tall white duke or whatever you know like some people just get passes for shit and some people get killed for it and i'm always fascinated yeah. why what? the ones who get a pass get a pass i think it's performance based i think like if lemmy's music started sucking all of a sudden he's a piece of shit but people sure. still liked his music kobe still kept fucking putting up 50 points and having mm MVP season, so they're like, yeah, I don't care about that, you know. But I don't know. It's just Yikes. A, yeah, a weird. It thing. is weird. Sorry, I brought Lemmy down for you. Oh no, no, I I literally just thought he was cool because he's saying like that and yeah. like that song is. He good. is. He's cool. Don't he is cool. I mean, <laughs> despite all this, he's still he's still cool. You can't you know? be that cool and not have you know. Few, few things that might rub people the wrong that's way. That's what I'm saying. He was a, just a total fucking freak. You he know? was yeah. a freak. He and that's freak. one of the yeah, reasons yeah. he was such a great musician, but also maybe a flawed human in the context of society. <laughs> For <laughs> like, sure. I think a lot of great artists uh, probably wind up in that in that box, right? Yeah. So we got to talk about something really important. Okay. I think I ready? know what it is. You yeah. know? I don't know until we mentioned it. Uh, so yeah, what was up with drafting Khalil Mack <laughs> number one overall in a fantasy football draft? Um, I don't know much about football. <laughs> um, but okay, so the story is, um, I was um in a car with my boyfriend and his parents. Okay, um, 
when we were li- like we were listening to the uh, the Bears draft on the radio. Oh, okay. <laughs> and his dad's like a lifelong Bears fan, and when when they said that we got Khalil, he he like. <laughs> was cheering. He's like, we're going to win this year. Oh, poor <laughs> We got Khalil. Um, <laughs> so I was like, oh, he must be good. <laughs> so I got him. That's awesome. <laughs> that was uh, pretty much it. Um, and then, like, Toby texted me when that happened. He's like, what did you just do? Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, I think that first game, he, like, made some record of, like, the most <laughs> – points made by a yeah, offensive person. Yeah, 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 defensive player, yeah. And he was like, oh, maybe you're a genius. Yeah, maybe that's the smartest like, pick no. ever. No, not in the <laughs> long run. But you did end up, didn't you win the league that year? Yeah, it was all because of him. I, I have him now in my team, or is the season over? Um, yeah, yeah, just, I I'm was in the finals, him, actually. I lost in the finals. Uh, he mentioned that, yeah. I'm going to pick him every year just for, uh, he's like my rabbit's foot. <laughs> I, yeah, I think you have to at this point. That was amazing. Amazing. Yeah, uh, yeah so I, Toby had to remind me of that. I didn't... I honestly, when we, I asked you, like, when I got into your band, which was a while ago now, and when I, <laughs> like, uh, like contacted you and everything, for some reason, I did not connect the dots that the fantasy football team's sincere engineers was you. <laughs> it was me. And That's funny. I literally wrote Toby. He's like, I'm like, oh, wait. I'm like, she's in our league with us? He's like, yeah, dipshit. <laughs> like, sincere engineers. I'm like, oh, yeah, that makes That's, sense. That makes sense. I, I texted him today and I said, do you know Benny? And he was like, yeah, you do too. <laughs> I was like, what? So, yeah, you didn't know I was in it either, right? <laughs> No. I love that. I still don't. What's your team name? Because I I'm, didn't I'm even the ta- ask. The Taft Rockets. Oh, okay. Oh, you've been in it for a long time. Okay. Yeah, I was cool. just telling Toby today. I just looked. <laughs> Historically, I've been in his league for eight years, and I have five top three finishes. Wow. So I think That's he needs awesome. to start considering me a dynasty, you know? <laughs> totally. I think. But then Dan Andriano won three years in a row. That's but crazy. Then took a year off. So I thought he was doing the Michael Jordan thing. He was like going to three P his golf year. Yeah. Go to baseball for a year and a half and then come back and three Pete again. But he lost. That's really funny. Yeah. That's funny. Nice. Well, good luck to you next year. Oh, thank you. I think it's funny that I have played you in fantasy football before, but didn't realize it was you. Same. Definitely keep <laughs> keep drafting Khalil Mack. Um, he's my uh, my go to. Yeah, he's like your rabbit foot, your fantasy rabbit foot. <laughs> okay, so Deanna, what is the last book you read, and what's your favorite book of all time? Oh, you're gonna hate me. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I mean, I hate to sound like a millennial, but I'm not much of a reader. <laughs> Um, is that bad? No. Um, I I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm going to be one of those, one of those assholes. That what is anything. a book you finished in your life uh, that you enjoyed? Some, that I enjoyed something from high school, maybe a, a Vonnegut. Ah, uh, there you go. That's a good Midwesterner. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I read Cat's Cradle and uh, Slaughterhouse Five when I was in high school. Nice. 
Slaughterhouse I think I was five. too stupid to understand what they are, though, <laughs> <laughs> or what they were saying. Yeah, Slaughterhouse <laughs> Five is tough to to get without the historical precedents. Yeah, um, I was into short stories more because I was uh, yeah. because I'm a kinesthetic learner. I guess maybe that guy's right. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> it comes all around now. <laughs> he was right. So, what do you use? Um, are you just like when you're looking for inspiration? Um, are you just going straight to music? Like just listening much, to other people's yeah. music and other songwriters? Yeah. Um, <laughs> have you ever seen the show Hey Arnold? <laughs> uh, I remember it, but I don't. I never really watched, no. Okay. Well, uh, it was like a cartoon in the 90s. I, um, I, my most recent like new song that I just demoed is uh, about one of those episodes. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> it's bizarre. <laughs> Um, so, so who are you, some some of your favorite like songwriters that you you find inspirational and you kind of find yourself always going back to? Um, Brendan Kelly is like <laughs> been my long time hero. Mm-hmm. Um, I like I mean I like a lot of nineties like um, like lately I've been listening to a lot of the Wallflowers, oh, um, nice. Fleetwood Mac. That's not the nineties, oh, but but um, so good. We talking? We talking rumors or like Peter Green, Fleetwood Mac? Uh, I think rumors. Yeah, Sp- whatever is on Spotify. It's the way to go. <laughs> people, people try to give me Fleetwood Mac stuff all the time, and I'm like, come on, give me the hits. <laughs> give me the- yeah, I I'm very big on hits. Um, I like the Eagles a lot. Yes. Um, oh yeah, I heard you had a love for Dad Rock, which makes me. Happy. I do. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I don't know. I think a lot of. Uh, you know, I like trying to, you know, how it's like when it's like really simple writing, sometimes it's better. Yeah. <laughs> like I do. the Tom Petty approach. Well, there's um, a reason like Tom Petty is like the most synced artist of all time, you know, like it's sometimes that really like simple framing and messaging is definitely the most effective, especially if yeah. you're trying to. But you know, Tom write Petty any version of pop music. He know? really, he used to work his songs to death. Like, that's really you, know, you listen to this Tom Petty and you're like, oh yeah, that's just like a perfect song. It's just so simple and but he would like concentrate on every single tiny detail. Mm-hmm. Like he was kind of like I don't know. He just really he would focus on every inflection, every word. Simplicity is the most difficult thing to pull off, man. That's true. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. But it's very cool. Yes. Um, so yeah, stuff like that. Um, what do you think is it that makes like someone like Brendan a songwriter who really like can just write things that connect with people like that like do you think like someone like that really has to be a a real like student of the world type of thing um yeah I would say um yeah I mean you could just kind of I think it comes from like He's done a lot of living and stuff, you know. Yeah. Um, and I think he reads, <laughs> unlike <laughs> me. Um, you can just tell, like, he's very literate and stuff with, like, the references. Yeah, sure. Um, uh, yeah. I, what, when, when, I you're, when, you're, when you're listening to Brendan, like, what, have, what about that connected with you when you were younger into now? Just, like, um, I don't, the you know the rhyming was super good and like it's the songs are super catchy. Um, 
but they're like dark. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Yeah. It has a um, weird sense of humor to it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, and they're like super clever. <laughs> He's um, one of the best. Yeah. It's awesome. Awesome. Well, that was fun. It was. Thank you so much. Thanks for filling me in about Orland Park. <laughs> and, Wikipedia. Uh, the new record's awesome. <laughs> Thank and you. I've been listening to it a ton. Um, yeah, can't wait to see y'all around one day. It'll be fun. Awesome. I'll yeah, we talking, should hang. Be talking some shit about, about <laughs> Khalil Mack from the get. Nice. From the get. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Ah, delightful. Oh, those Midwesterners, they're like Canadians, man. <laughs> <laughs> you can't, it's so hard. Who are the, all right, so we've been doing this again a couple years. Who are the hardest people to get to talk shit? Oh, yeah, absolutely Midwest, even more so than Canadians. Even or more, maybe, but remember our little tied. run with the Arizona people? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they don't right. talk shit either. Wow, that's they're practically Mormons in that. In that. It's almost like <laughs> they would—they will definitely not even begin to cop to it. No, yeah, no, not even close. It's not even. But the, so they were not even like embarrassed about it. Those those Arizona folks. Oh right, right, right. Whereas like you know, Deanna kind of giggled and like I can't talk. You know, yeah, because so, you know she could. Like I'm not sure those guys right. could. Oh right, right, right. So the difference is they don't even conceive it. Yeah, they, could, like, they, they can't just do don't it. even know it exists. Yeah, they don't have a the Midwesterner words. knows. They know <laughs> the reality, but they won't say. Right. Respect. Right. I respect oh. that. That's that's an important important journey. <laughs> um Yeah, that was a fun interview. Uh Absolutely. We needed that one. We did. Lighthearted, lighthearted fun. Exactly, exactly. And someone who just I like people who don't take themselves too seriously, you know? Mm. Um and I, you know, I like my mouse specialists. <laughs> <laughs> so can I tell you, I didn't want to tell it to Deanna. Can I tell you the story of me eating mouse or rat poop? Um, it was my old, my old drum space in Jersey city, which was honestly, if anybody had inspected that building, I don't think I would have been playing drums there much longer. Like it was, I remembered I saw that. Space. Oh yeah. You like, it's pretty gross, you know? And it, and yeah. it got worse and worse over the years. Like it just, you know, um, <laughs> more holes started popping up, more creatures started showing up. And it got to the point in there where like 
you know, opening the door and hearing hearing the crew scurry off was, uh, was yeah. commonplace, you know, right. like I knew they were around. So in my room, though, it always felt kind of safe. I didn't know they could get in there. And one day, you know, I have a bag of granola next to my drum, my drum set. That's my a normal, normal snack for me. And that day I happened to bring my son, who I think was fuck like two, you know, at the time to like, <laughs> oh hey, you want to you come play drums in my drum space? So we're jamming a little. He's playing. I see some granola. I'm like, ah, fuck it. Take a, take a swig. You know, I take a handful. He sees it. He wants some. I'm like, yeah, sure. Here, take a handful. Uh, He eats a little bit. And then mm. I like, I take the bag straight to my mouth. I just do a straight uh, gulp of granola. I really gulped it down like a lot. uh, Um, And I was like, oh, that's good. And then look in the back. What do I see? Just a big fat hole in the back of the granola box or the granola bag. I'm like, oh, God. I know what that hole is. And then I open the top and finally take a look and I see some little little pellets in there. Little little brown. Well, that was mice, not rats. It was yeah, it was mice poop. It was mice yeah, poop. Yeah. It's um, almost like that's just a little chocolate nugget. But still, in the second I saw that <laughs> hole, you know, that my stomach started turning. Like the second uh, I realized that I I just literally gulped down like yeah, I don't know, eight ounces of mouse shit. Like I, oh, I don't know what it was exactly. So yeah, I start yeah. feeling sick. My son's sitting there playing drums, having a great time, and I'm googling, "Can you die and get sick from eating too much fucking mouse poop?" Girl. <laughs> Apparently, you can't. Like you can get really sick. Like you can get proper fucking infections. And you. Stuff. Um, so uh, you did him a huge favor. You gave him like you just made him like you know immune <laughs> to like a whole bunch of diseases. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's good. At, he's good now. <laughs> if he ever gets bitten by a rat underneath, uh, be fine. Underneath the subways, he won't. He won't turn into a rat king. Right. <laughs> oh, good. Congr- You're welcome, kid. <laughs> so that's the. I guess that's the moral of the story today. Is eat mouse poop for strength. Feed your kids mouse poop, and mm. and advised by the, uh, not the five second rule, the two minute rule. Fuck, it's like the 20-minute rule for me if it's a dry side up, you know? <laughs> I'll eat anything. If the wet side doesn't go down, who gives a hey, shit? Hey, it's my house. I live here. I can eat shit off the floor. What a yeah. hell. Yeah, That's always been my, you know, I've run into so many musicians who inexplicably still have an issue with, like, public toilets. Oh, God. And yeah. the same question I always ask, how often do you clean your toilet at home? Yeah. I'm like, literally, by law, they have to clean this toilet every day. I'm yeah. like, I don't care whose asshole I'm sharing it with. Like, <laughs> like it's cleaner. It's fine. Yeah. Take a poop. Relax. Read a magazine. You know, like, come on. That's um, a really good point. Very good. Thank you. Thank you. Well, this is why I'm, a, I'm now a podcast personality, Brad. Just to <laughs> drop that kind of wisdom on the world, you know? I see. I see. You got real quiet when I said podcast personality. I was just thinking. I was thinking of that as your new title. I think I like it. (laughs) I'm going to get you a set of business cards. If only people did anything. If only you had anything to do with business cards anymore. (laughs) Uh, 
So, All right, Brad, listen, I got some Thai food waiting for me in the other yeah, room. Yeah, get in there. What are gonna, what are the socials here? We got Sincere Engineer everywhere you get your socials. Instagram, yeah. Twitter, Facebook. TikTok. Check it out. Check out the record. Yes. All the records. Record. But the the latest one, what's the name of it? Um, what's the one that, that you were just talking about? The newest about? one? Oh, Bless My yeah. Psyche is the newest yeah. one. Bless yeah, Bless My Psyche. Yeah. Um, it's a perfect record for these wonderful times that we live in. It is. It is. Uh, and if uh, and if you enjoyed the program today, you, you can, can uh, give us a tip us, on Venmo at yeah, Off Track. Tip us on Venmo. You can leave a uh, comment, preferably sexually explicit. <laughs> uh, if you don't want to give five stars, then I don't know. Just don't do it. Give them to somebody else. Keep your damn opinion to yourself. Um, and if you're really serious, yeah. if we really made your day with this wisdom, go to <laughs> patreon.com slash going off track and sign up to be part of our gang. Yeah, our crew. I Every Thursday night on Discord, I uh, get into it. <laughs> I get into it with the people, you know? Uh, and uh, yeah, I, I drop these little nuggets of wisdom like eating mouse poop will grow strong children. Yeah, that's that's. Yeah, that was a freebie. You're not going to get one like <laughs> yeah. that again. Yeah, that's a tease. That's a tease. <laughs> Give it a try. It's like Invermectin. What? Did I say it right? I don't know. I don't know. That's the, <laughs> no, no, no. Let's get out of here. This is going bad. Thanks to everyone for listening to Going Off Track. I hope you have a wonderful week. And uh, everybody love everybody out there, you know? Do it. Do it.